Welcome to the Mastery Matrix podcast. I am your host, Kyrie, and on this side of the podcast world, we geek out on human potential and transformation. You know how to disrupt ourselves, elevate to mastery, and build our mind, body, spirit, and systems for greatness. I hope you're ready, guys, because I am. Let's go. All right, peace of mind and business building. Can those two even fit in the same sentence? That's what we're talking about today, how to increase your peace of mind in your business because yes, it is possible and no, it does not happen by chance. So I coach so many people who start, you know, when you ask them how they started the business and why they started the business, they'll tell you that they started because they wanted freedom. They started because they wanted to have a great impact and to be able to live their life on their terms and so on. And one day they just wake up though and they find they're in shackles, right? And so How does one build a business that actually comes with freedom and peace of mind? What I will tell you is it does not happen by chance. No business will you start that just ends up being something that brings you freedom unless you consistently make the decision on a daily basis, multiple times a day to actually build a business that gives you freedom and peace of mind, right? It does not happen by chance, I guarantee you. It takes a lot of dedication and intention and focus to build your business in a way that actually makes you feel free and fulfilled and uh, where you feel like you're fulfilling your potential without it taking away all of your freedom. All right, so I'm gonna share with you three key things that you want to do in order to build a business like that, where you love the business and you love your life and you actually get to live both. Okay. And I'm keeping it at three because we're talking about, you know, peace of mind and simplicity. So I want to stay on theme here. Uh, But there, of course, when you dive into it, there's so many things that you have to set up, but the foundation is pretty simple. Number one is that you want to remember why you started your business. So for different people, it looks different, right? Some people started because they want, yes, the financial freedom, but they also want to have a specific type of schedule. I've spoken many times with people um, that uh, when I was onboarding them, and because I always ask uh, clients, what is it like, what type of life do you want to build? At the end of the day, your business is not meant to Uh, be built and for your life to adapt to it it's supposed to be built so that it adapts to your life and it gives you the type of lifestyle that you want right it is a vehicle for everything that you want to do and so some people will will tell me hey Kyrie, you know what i want to one of my big goals is to move this to this specific country and i want to work like nine months out of the year Um, i want to be able to travel you know with uh, my family uh, at least I don't know, six weeks a year. And so my business needs to be able to run when I'm not there. That requires a very intentional type of setting in your business, in your operations, in the way that you sell and market and deliver your services for that to happen. Somebody else might tell me, you know what, I actually want to work really hard for the next three years, but then I want to sell the business so that I can take the proceeds and do X, Y, and Z. We're going to build it in a separate, in a different way, right? So you have to remember why you started your business what were the things that you wanted to do with it? Because at the end of the day, again, a business, most people don't start a business just because they want to start a business. They want to start a business because they want to do something else. Now, what is that something for you? 
What does that look like? And what are the things that define it so that we can build a list and set up things in your business where you can be like, okay, this one check, this one check, this one check. So remember why it is that you started your business. And that way you're going to remember what is most important. What are the decisions that you need to make? Like, for example, for me, it was very clear from the moment I was probably what, 18, 19 years old, that I wanted to build a career with a lot of uh, geographical freedom. That has always been extremely important. Even back when that was not even a thing. I didn't know anybody who had that type of dream. And most people who had that dream were not at all in anything conventional. And so they were more considered like hippies. And in my case, I was like, no, I'm going into corporate, but I'm going into corporate my way. I'm going to, I want to gain the corporate experience because I want to understand how big decisions are made in this world. And I want to do it in a way where I am geographically independent and geographically free and where my time is on me. Right. And so that meant that from the moment I went to university more than 20 years ago um, and to the moment that I started my career, to the jobs that I chose and how I negotiated every single one of my positions to where I am today, it was always with that in mind. My second job, the one where I stayed for 10 years before uh, launching my own business, it took me two years to land that one. And why? Because I knew that this was the key for me to that geographical freedom that I was seeking, right? That requires intention. Most people would have given up after being rejected three times. I was rejected for 24 months, <laughs> calling every single day. So that's at least 24 phone calls, right? Every single month. And so that's why it's important to remember why you started. Like, what are the key things that are important for you? And how can you inject those things in your business? And remembering that all the time, it will make you make different decisions and make things that seem like hard decisions to make actually very easy. For me, it's like, does it align with my vision of my life or it doesn't? And usually the answer is very clear. It's yes or no. Even if it doesn't make sense for other people, as long as it makes sense for me and for my family, I am good to go and no regret, right? And I have always done that and never regretted it. And it's funny how now when I make decisions, people are just like, oh, wow, yeah. And we can't wait to see what happens when... <laughs> 10 years ago was like, why are you doing this? Why are you making it so hard? You can just go this other route and, you know, get things so much easier. But I was like, that's not what I want, though. Like that would give me an immediate, you know, uh, a satisfaction of fitting in or whatever. But it is not the life that I'm trying to build. Right. And so you have to be very strong in your stance when you come when it comes to that and be really, you know, convinced and convicted about what you want for your life. So point number one, remember why you started the business and remember what type of life you're building. That is the key. And that is the most important thing if you want to be able to make decisions fast, effectively, swiftly, and to align everything that you do on a daily basis to what you want. That is how you build a really, really nice and fun life. Okay. That's number one. Number two, you want to simplify your business. All right. So this one is a fun one. And um, it's funny because whether I'm talking to beginner entrepreneurs or I'm talking to experienced entrepreneurs who are at the seven or eight figures, I tend to see the same thing here. 
it's that people will start with an idea, but then over time, things start to become so cluttered and complicated in their business, which actually takes away your peace of mind. All right. Here's what, when you start a business and it starts becoming complicated, it's typically because of a couple of different things. So either you, as entrepreneurs, we love to start stuff, but we don't necessarily finish all the things, right? And so we'll have a lot of different initiatives that start and that, you know, leave traces and, and things in the business that we're then trying to have coexist with one another, right? So there's like a whole of lots of different blocks and stuff, Lego blocks in our business that we created at different times. And a lot of times we never really went back and questioned why we still have those things and they're still in the business. Or it could also be a matter of us um, coming up with like these different ideas or different concepts from different mentors that we've had, but the different concepts don't necessarily mesh with one another. And so we add a different level of complexity trying to make the dots connect between the two. So to give you an example of this, let's say that, for example, for your email marketing, you went to a specific consultant or a specific mentor. They gave you a way of doing things, right? So you you uh, you take it, you learn it, you implement it. Great. Then you decide that you want to optimize the way that you're doing launches or you want to optimize the way that you're doing another type of marketing. So you go and find a different mentor. They teach you this other thing. You implement it in the business. Well, now your email marketing setup and your other thing that you just installed, maybe they need to talk to each other, but none of the two really taught you how to do that. So you either find a different consultant or you figure something out and you just added a level of complexity on top of all of that, right? And this happens a lot. It happens a lot when it comes to business and, and, and how I see a, a lot of business owners operating within their business. It's, it's, a, it's like a patchwork type of setting and we're trying to make all of these different pieces that we got from different places work with each other and it becomes really, really complex. And when you do that, what happens is that everything requires of you to like focus, to switch your focus here and there and trying to make all of this big machine work. It also makes it difficult to master anything really, really well when you have a business that is too complex. It makes it that you have to take so many decisions that are not really necessary or be so solving things that are breaking just because of the complexity, right? And that is why I am such a huge proponent of decluttering and simplifying things. I'm going to give you an ex a few examples of things for you to look at in your business so that you can simplify. These are things that I see all the time for from clients. And so I'm pretty sure some of them will apply to you. So one type of example of uh, things that you can simplify in your business can be your offers. I see a lot of people with just way too many offers. And when I say way too many offers, they have, uh, you know, depending on the level of business. Now, if you're an eight figure, you know, even multi seven figure business and you decide you have all of, you know, a bunch of different offers, that's totally fine. It is normal, right? But even at the multi seven, eight, multi eight figure mark, you want to make sure that your offers are streamlined, that you have key offers that you become amazingly good at delivering versus having 
dozens and dozens and dozens of different offers that you're just delivering blah, right? That just creates a lot of things that you have to manage all the time and create customer satisfaction versus becoming really known at a handful of things that you do extremely, extremely well. So the number of offers is very important. Um, honestly, for anyone who is starting a business, I say have maybe a couple of offers, one that might be more of a group setting and one that's more of a one-on-one -on -one setting if you're a coach or if you're a, a consultant or doing any type of service base, having something that is more like small project versus big project, right? Types of offers. So you start with your people with the small thing, build the trust and then elevate them into a longer term or a bigger scope type of project. Any of those will work, right? But it's, at the end of the day is how can you choose just a handful of things, become really, really good at it, hire support in your team to help deliver, and then you pass it on, and then you build the next thing. For me, that is the simplest way, best way to do, uh, to build your business with a portfolio of offerings, okay? Not creating 15 different offers at the same time and try to see what sticks. Okay, too much, too, too complex. Complexity also, when it comes to offers, I will see a lot of times with the pricing. They have, oh, if you take it this way, you get this price. If you add this thing, you get this other price. And if you're brown or purple, you get this other price. It's just so many different price points. No, <laughs> just give me what it costs if I paid it once, for example, and what it costs if I do a payment plan. Like, that's it. I don't give too many options because a confused mind will say no when it comes to your audience. And then for you, it's just so much complexity to keep track of when it comes to your finances, your billing, and how you're selling things and so on. Just too much complexity. Make it simple. Also simplify the delivery. Many offers are just way too complicated. And again, here I'm focusing on service base because that is my area of expertise. But same thing if you had a product, right? I used to sell products before, um, even if now I'm more focused on services. But what is how simple can you make the delivery of your service so that it solves what it needs to solve without any fluff, right? The fluff is still stuff that you have to manage. How do you give people what they need and just what they need, but really well and actually solve the problem versus just making something that is too heavy, a ton of fluff, and then you have to manage the fluff as well. Like that is just way too much and you don't have to do that. It is not necessary. Okay. So how do, can you make the delivery of your program simple, simple? It's always base, best to uh, under promise and over deliver than to promise that you're going to do all of these things and then to be stuck in having to deliver so much. A lot of uh, clients that I um, enroll or um, that we bring into our programs, we realize very quickly that you're just, this is just way too much. Can we make it simpler? If you make it simpler, people will, will get it better and it becomes so much easier for you to, to operate and deliver as well, okay? And then, so that was just offers, but even in other areas of your operations, the way that you're handling your billing, your sales, your, your admin, ask yourself, what are things that are taking you a lot of time? What are things that frustrate you over and over? Right. I see that a lot in businesses as well. It's like they hate this thing, how it works, but no one takes the time to fix it. My favorite quote uh, from Ray Dalio is identify, don't tolerate problems. If you know that this thing is frustrating and it's creating a lot of friction in your business, 
how can you get rid of it instead of just, you know, continuing to operate just because it's the way that we've been doing things. So identify the pieces in your business that are actually frustrating you either because they take too much time, they drain you, they uh, there's always errors in them or whatever that is. And how can we simplify this uh, in order to get to the point, right? Same thing for your marketing. I see so many people have so many different ways that they want to try and market, but there is no consistency in any. I would rather see you master a couple of different strategies and become really good at them and become really good at adjusting them according to what's going on on social and the market and so on. than uh, you know, throwing a lot of stuff in the air and just trying to see what's what's going to work again. Too much complexity is taking up a lot of your resources. And at the end of the day, you still, you're going to have to manage all of those balls that you just threw in the air. Okay. Or feel very frustrated because none of them landed anywhere. Right. Okay. So, um, that's for your marketing, your offers, your op operations, all of those, you can spend some time just trying to figure out, um, how that works. One other thing, I have two more things to share with you. One other thing that I'll share, um, real quick and if you want me to record an episode on this definitely let me know I, i'd love to do that it's creating recurring revenue in your business one reason why people why business owners lose their peace of mind is because of the money <laughs> the money piece is a huge one and when you don't have the confidence that you're going to have some money coming in this month no matter what it actually creates a lot of stress yeah so what you want is to get in the to to get into a strategy that generates recurring revenue for you versus being constantly be on the lookout for new sales. Of course you want to sell, you want to sell all the time, but if your peace of mind relies on you making a sale, that is no peace of mind. Peace of mind is when you start the month and you already know that you're making $500,000 this month even if you didn't make any sale. That is what peace of mind is, okay? So uh, yeah, I'll probably do an episode on this just to teach you how to create recurring revenue in your business. So that way you actually go to bed and you sleep. <laughs> All right, um, the last thing when it comes to creating peace of, peace of mind in your business is to empty your mind. Be like water, my friend. Like Bruce Lee would say, one of my favorite quotes, now I won't force you to be any glass of water, but, for many, what creates lack of peace of mind is the mental chatter. It's the stuff that's happening in your mind on a daily basis, and it's usually fears and worries. Part of it, as I said, because of revenue and cash and, and wondering if you're going to be able to pay and, you know, if this strategy is going to work, is this investment going to bring me the ROI? Is this employee going to work out? Like all of those things, the fears and worries um, are for many, many entrepreneurs, what keeps them up at night, okay? And that is, it is normal, it is mandatory. No, is it mandatory? It is not. Like there are ways to build a business and to grow your business without going nuts, right? And the reason why people face this, especially entrepreneurs, is because of course, entrepreneurship involves a lot of uncertainties and you're constantly pushing the limits of what's comfortable, right? So that is normal, kudos to you. That's why I love working with entrepreneurs. It's just that, you know, stretching ourselves constantly. Now, in order to tackle this, here's what I would suggest. It's one of my favorite exercises and it's basically for 
for you to take a notepad and carry it around for a week and to jot down all of the worries that creep up in your mind, like literally, whether you do it on your phone or something, I prefer written when you write something down, it's just a different feel. And if you just process it differently versus doing it uh, on a phone or anything like that. So just for one week, I would take some type of a notepad and jot down every worry that comes up. So whether it's when you're going to bed and you have these things in your mind, oh, I wonder if tomorrow this, I wonder how this client's going to do that. I wonder how this conversation is going to go. Oh, I, you know, my revenue, my employees, all of that stuff. I want you to write it down and I want you to document all of that. And once you've done it for a week, you probably will not feel great and that's fine. Uh, the idea here is the awareness, right? Because a lot of times we have the mental chatter, but because we never, we stay focused on the outside, we never take the time to actually listen in and process what's happening and why we're feeling certain ways. So document it first. And then when the week is done, I want you to sit down and look at everything that's repeating itself in your mind because the stuff that's repeating in your mind is the stuff that you actually end up recreating over and over and over and over again right people always uh tell me oh but Kyrie, i remember when i was teaching for a couple of years these mindset classes in our programs and i was telling people how all of us are very visual or uh, all of us are constantly like you know manifesting something and when I would try to get people in these exercises, they were like, oh, but I'm really bad at visualizing. My number one thing is like, are you afraid of anything? Is there any worry in your mind? They're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, that is a form of visualization because you're literally seeing things that have not happened yet, but you're repeating them in your mind. And that is how you manifest things, right? So by identifying the chatter that's happening in your mind, we identify the things that we keep repeating in our experience just because we're afraid of them, right? Because we're thinking them constantly, we're actually picking up clues around us that help us prove that what we're thinking is right. So once you've identified those different, you know, elements of chatter in your mind, I want you to almost like summarize them and ask yourself, okay, where do these fears come from? I've had clients that I was trying to help hire sales team members and they couldn't do it for the life of them. <laughs> and the main reason, you know, just upon digging a little bit to figure out where that comes from that they don't want to hire, it was like PTSD from drama that happened when they had to, to handle sales teams. Or it was PTSD from something else. Like it's always it always comes from something else or somewhere else or past experience. And you want to identify what that is just so that you can remove the drama from around it and you can like reduce the pressure of what it is. Just identifying it will help you do that. And then I want you to ask yourself, okay, now if this is something that I'm afraid of, what is it that I cannot control here? Uh, maybe for this team, I cannot control who will decide to do something stupid uh, when I hire them. I cannot control uh, a specific, you know, sales team member acting like this other person that I hired before. Okay, I cannot. Um, I cannot control a client deciding that they're not able to pay me anymore. And so wanting a refund or wanting to exit, I cannot control. You know, there's certain things that you just cannot control. You want to write that down 
as related, you know, related to the different fears that you identified. And then I want you to identify what you can control. What are the actions that you can take that would help you alleviate either, you know, reduce the risk of it happening or reduce the result if it ended up happening, right? There's certain things that you can put in place to kind of mitigate those risks. So what can you do? That is within your locus of control. And if you can identify something that you can do and you start implementing it, I guarantee that your worries and your fears will diminish greatly. Okay. What makes us afraid and, you know, creates that chatter in the mind is because we don't know and we feel like we have no control, but you do. You can find out what's happening, make a list of what you cannot control, accept that and make a list of what you can control, what's within your locus of control and start taking action on those things. And that will completely change the game for you and actually make you go to sleep and sleep better. All right. And the last thing that I want you to do, once you've identified what you can control is to identify who can support you on this, on this route, like who can be either a mentor for you, who can be peers that either have done it before or have gone through it, etc. that you can actually have around you, or is it team members that can support you in a specific way, but who will support you on you know, working on your locus of control here. All right. So to summarize, you can definitely simplify your business. That is what's going to increase your peace of mind. You can work on building recurring revenue. You can empty all of the mental chatter that you have. And we all have that and empty it on paper and have a process to work through them. And all of this is dependent upon you remember why you're remembering why you're doing this remembering what is the most important so that you can make decisions that are 100% aligned all right so i hope this was super helpful again you can find me on social and let me know which of these would resonate uh, resonated the most for you and also what types of topics you'd love to, for me to cover on the podcast i would love to bring to you content that just is valuable and is applicable and relevant to you. All right. I am Kai Rivar everywhere. So hit me up. I just had someone, uh, I'll do a shout, I'll start doing shout outs uh, very soon, but like I regularly have people, oh, I, I just heard this episode from you and I just landed on randomly. Thank you so much. And here's what I learned. I love those messages. So make sure that you reach out and let me know. All right. Love you so much. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> there you have it. If you got any insight from today's show, guys, please make sure that you leave a review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That would mean a lot to me. Also, the conversation continues and I want you to connect with me on IG or Facebook at Kyrie Var. Now, this information is in the show notes, so you can grab it in there and message me with your biggest takeaway from today's show. All right. So thanks again so much for being here with me today. I will see you very soon.